Hello and welcome to the final spooky episode of Ramblings from Nowhere for the year. As always, I'm joined by my extraterrestrial host. That's not really spooky, but that's all right. Mr. Clay Dotson. That they, was... they could be they could be spooky. I, I don't even know why. <laughs> could have done better. Could have done better. I don't know why that even popped in my head. I think because I was looking for some uh, geeky history stuff, and one of them was a <laughs> UFO thing, and I think it was stuck in my head. So I'm sorry. I apologize, everybody. Plus, it's been a, uh, a long couple weeks, just work-wise, been wearing me down a little bit, trying to get everything up and going on that end. So, man, uh, working from home sucks. I, I mean, I'm, I don't ever want to hear anybody be like, "I love working from home." No, <laughs> or maybe it's just the fact that I'm so accustomed just working away from home. You know, mm-hmm. twenty twenty. What? Let me see. What? Yeah, about 20 years, 22 years worth of working, you know? You're just accustomed to that whole, blah, blah, blah. I like going to my 9-to-5 job, or 8-to-5 in my case, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I got to go back today. So, I think I've been like... Yeah, 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 I did. Well, because I have the dual monitors, and so I'm able to do much more work faster, and so much easier than on my laptop. People don't understand if... Like yeah, and I'm not bragging. I mean, if you don't use dual monitors, you don't you don't understand how how much of a godsend it really is. Uh, I'm sure for you too, but for me, I mean, like it's a dual monitor thing. Like, you wouldn't understand. Like uh, this, the last two weeks, I could have used three monitors. I had so much crap going on at one time uh, with uh, Chromebooks and stuff like that. So it's been. Uh, it's not been fun. It has been, but at the same time, my boss got quarantined for 14 days. So, uh, that put, you know, that threw it right on us. And it's, uh, it's been kind of, it's hectic to say the least, having to deal with four, you know, four schools. You know, get, so, well, yeah, of course. I mean, having, especially then when you got like a coworker out, you know, that just puts more workload on you. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, for me, I really appreciate people that are reaching out to me, acting like I was dying or something. <laughs> are, you, are you okay, buddy? I'm like, yeah. Mom, mom was like, you need to tell your brother and sister. I'm like, no. I mean, my sister and her husband are trying to have kids. I ain't trying to sit there and throw some stress on that. I was like, it's not like I have cancer. Mom just being mom, though, of course, just being a war war. But I did just drop it in a uh, group text in the family, though. I was like, hey, by the way, it's got over COVID. And they were like, what? What? <laughs> It's like, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, everybody's treating you like you're dying of something. It's like, no, I'm fine. You know, I'm, of course, I, I feel blessed that I didn't get, like, anything serious. You know, you hear all those horror stories yeah. out there. But other yeah. than that, man, I'm, I feel good. So, I mean, my, my sense of smell and taste are still dulled. Yeah. That's annoying. But other than that, you know, I'm good. So. Well, good. Uh, so... Anything uh, anything been happening other than what we're going to talk about tonight? No, not really. Uh, you know, laying low in quarantine, there's really not much to do besides just hang out at the apartment with the dogs. I think they're probably the happiest. <laughs> like, get out. Yes. Get out. Yeah, like, get out. <laughs> Go back to work. Leave us alone. Uh, Douchebag. Um, I did, I've been playing a lot of different Xbox games. I uh, went back to start playing uh, um, Fallout 4. I finally purchased all the DLC for it, and just just jumping back into that world has been great. And just you know, Sea of Thieves, 
just doing crazy pirate stuff. I, I swear, man, I, I have always like great stories to talk about the game, and but then there's those days where you meet your match against people that are just assholes more than you are, and you know, just there's always a bigger fish, like Qui Gon said. So, well, uh, we are eight days out from the uh, release of the Xbox uh, Series X. There's too many, too many different little sub names with these, but uh, you and I, I think, out of our little group, are the only two so far that have not gotten a delay notice, right? Am I thinking right? Yeah. So, I know Josh said that his was, he was in the second wave of Amazon, so what was it, like November 30th for for that one? Yeah. Uh, but I still, we, you and I got ours through Microsoft, and we still have not... Uh, I haven't received anything saying that I have been delayed or that I am getting one for sure. Other from than, Microsoft? Well, I mean, yeah. All I'm getting is a, when I go look at the order history, you know, it just shows pending on it. So has your payment gone oh, through yet? No, and I expect it to go through tomorrow. But uh, did you not get the email from Microsoft, like, just saying, hey, congratulations for being part of the next generation? No. Uh-uh. So they, they you know, yeah, a lot of people are getting those emails. I got one. It could have went to my junk too, you know. So, yeah. Uh, or spam, either one. So don't you hate when it happens? Yeah, but uh, I mean, I haven't gotten anything. Maybe I have. <laughs> maybe come to think of it, maybe I did. But as of right now, I'm assuming I'm gonna uh, be getting mine on the tenth. So we'll see. I'm pretty excited, Clay. Uh, I don't know what I'll play. What's the first thing you think you're gonna try when that thing comes out? I think everything. Just, I just, just gonna load it. Just gonna completely load it, max it out. Yeah. And just go for more. Sixty frames, hundred twenty frames, hundred twenty yeah. frames. You know, I mean, that's why I bought this TV. Right. It's all coming down to this moment. So, so. Right, do you have any interest in? Um, I'm just off the top of my head. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've got all the other ones I bought on sale for, uh, during the holiday sales and stuff, mm-hmm. so I need to go back and play those. So I'm I'm not really excited about it yet because I've got the other Assassin's Creeds I need to catch up with. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to think of launch titles. There's not. I mean, when you think, uh, of, there's that Yakuza. Yeah, so. that's right. I know you're excited for that, but when you think about it, compared to previous launches, we've talked about this before. Um, there's, I mean, there's not a, you know, system seller really with the Xbox other than the Game Pass stuff which is what the seller is for me uh, yeah. I, you know I've been harping that ever since Game Pass started but uh, you know I'm saying there's not that one marquee game you know with Halo being delayed and now Cyberpunk which it's only a three three week delay I believe it was so um, man people begin so pissed off yeah. about that and I understand okay because they continue to push it back but they are damned if they do damned if mm-hmm. they don't because you're going to have these asshole fans that are like hey release the release the game but if you release the game and it's shit they're going to shit on that mm-hmm. so I mean I would rather them just delay 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 and make sure all the well, bugs are out you know? same with Halo I'd rather have the game that the developers want in my hands than a broken game at launch. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so uh, I don't really have no problems with it. Uh, I'm excited. I, I'm i more excited to play this than I was the uh, Witcher games. I played the Witcher 2 and 3, and they just didn't grab me that much. Uh, I don't know. I think I don't have the – I just don't have it in me to 
dedicate that much time to. I say that, and then when you think of some of the stuff I play all the time, you know what I'm saying, a single-player game like that, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I have the time to really sit down and uh, get into it, although, you know. I might go back and finally play Witcher 3 all the way through if, mm-hmm. if it's you – know, if the load time is going to be just as quick, whatever, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, bring it, you know. I, I think I'm very excited just to play games on higher settings. I, I know the thing is with graphic fidelity, it, it's you're not going to see, like, wild stuff right now. You're not. But the whole promise of just using the SSD and just mm-hmm. having faster frame rates is just... Well, higher frame. I mean, for the high... Well, I mean, you'll get some graphic, a little bit of better graphic fidelity, I guess. You know, you have your ray tracing, all that stuff, but... Like, I want to see low times and stuff like that is what I'm really interested in. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think of, uh, like, for instance, just off the top of my head, Division 2, um, you know, just fast traveling, quote, unquote, fast traveling across the map takes uh, at least a minute and a half, if not two minutes, depending on where you're going, you know, and it's just like, this is what you call fast traveling. And then, of course, there was the Avengers stuff, which I talked about when it was out. It, You know, it was up to five minutes to ten minute wait to load into a game sometimes so uh, I don't know if you'll help that though because from what I'm hearing the Avengers uh, game does not have a very big uh, online population so that could be part of the problem with that one too damn that sucks yeah. but again I mean those games can be worked on and we've yeah. seen that in the past you know games just release just eh at first so it goes sometimes so yeah um I did finish Clay I I Josh and I finished up the uh, Halloween event in Warzone last night. Uh, I won't go into too much details. We did get a pretty sweet gun by the end of it, along with a whole bunch of other little stuff. It's uh, It was nice going back to the game and not specifically just to grind out levels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it was fun going in and trying to... Well, it got kind of annoying at the end, but uh, just going in and just running and gunning and looting and trying to get the stuff instead of like uh, having a quote unquote strategy for how you're going to play the bo- uh, you know that round uh, it's fun I like that better I hope they do more of those uh, the nighttime stuff like I said last week uh, is really cool we finally got to do some nighttime duo stuff and uh, it, it it changes uh, the way you play or it did us at least uh, first of all, they pulled helicopters out completely, so you don't have that option. Wow. But um, obviously it's darker, so it's harder to see people, and people can come up and sneak up and scare the crap out of you a lot easier and kill you, and vice versa, you can do the same to people. Uh, so it was kind of neat. It's just a nice variant to a game like that. You know, like with some Battle Royales, it's just the same board and the same thing all the time. Which is where we, right. which is where I was getting with Warzone. I mean, we played it all summer pretty much, so it got to be a grind after a while. And when that last battle pass ended, that's when we finally decided, okay, this is it. You know, we're go- we bought the the new battle pass, but we knew we weren't going to make it all the way through all the levels. Uh, so it was nice just sitting back and going in and just playing the game. And then that right. Halloween Halloween event was really fun. On top of that, so I'm hoping they'll do some more stuff like that. Uh, other than that, uh, I think we're about to dive back into Man of Medan again. And try Man of Medan? Yes. And try to uh, finish that off because the new one come out. I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, the next one of those come out. And then uh, did you ever play that Vikings game? Did I talk about this last week? 
I can't remember. The Vikings uh, Diablo-esque game. Uh, pretty no. much, pretty much, it's a Diablo a Diablo game, just set in uh, a Vi- with a Viking setting. Uh, it has a, a lot of the look and the feel of Diablo three to it. Uh, without and uh, it's uh, it's interesting. We played a little bit of it, so we may dive back into it as well. Uh, you should. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I'll check it out. You got to check it out, download it. Uh, you know, if you like Diablo games, you're going to like this. I think. I mean, it's a looter. You know, so uh, there was that, and I think that's about it for me as well. I uh, didn't get, really get to do too much other than that. Uh, besides, oh, I watched Society. We talked about it a little bit off air, but um, yeah, yeah, that's all it was, and it was all that you said and more. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was so. I don't know how to explain the first, what, uh, hour and 20 minutes or so. Not even hour and 20, but anyway. That first hour, hour and 10 minutes, it was just like... Weird teen like, comedy. Like like not a, even a comedy. Like a John a Hughes, team. like some kind of John Hughes uh, alter dimension, you know, some uh, uh, thing. It was weird. And then it and then it started to pick up steam, and then by the end of it, you're. I was just sitting there, you know, kind of, like you said, you know, you're, you're just kind of mouth open like what in the world is what am i watching type of deal uh i think i told you it was it was gross but um and the special effects were really good practical special effects were really good uh but i don't think i don't uh, it it didn't disturb me as much as i think it would have if i'd watched it when the movie first come out you know what i'm saying uh i think i've uh i've seen so much random like horror movies and stuff like that that it wasn't nearly as bad as some of the stuff but it was kind of it was uh, it was pretty uh pretty pretty over the top like i said when the dude when the judge took his hand and rammed it up the dude's butthole and out of his mouth that was uh <laughs> you know <laughs> kind of knew what you just ran ran it up his, up his yeah. butthole and so know, just the normal things but uh, i'm glad you uh discovered that little gem and i don't know how i missed it before i think probably that's one of those where you look at the box uh, VHS box as a kid and don't think twice about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. when you look at that box art, it's not one of those uh, VH, VHS ones that reaches out and grabs you type of deal. So there was that. Uh, I've gone back and started watching Seinfeld again on Hulu. Uh, you can't go wrong So with good. That. Yep. Yep. And I believe that's it for me, Clay. I can't think of anything else right off the top of my head. Oh, uh, congratulations. Uh, let me nerd out just a little bit. Congratulations to uh, Chase Elliott. He raced his way into the NASCAR championship race, one of the final four. Uh, it was probably the best race of the season. I watched it last night. It was so good. Uh, I woke the babies up almost because I was jumping and screaming because uh, wow. I'm a dork like that. But uh, it's good stuff. Uh, really enjoying it. Uh, and the Titans suck. That's all I'm going to say about that one. They're like so. five and two, though. Yeah, but they lost to the Bengals. Oh, that shit happens. Yeah. So uh, that's it for me, Clay. Anything else you want to add before we move no, into sir. one little bit of sad news? Not a lot of news coming out right now. It's kind of a slow week. But, man, we got hit. Got another gut punch in 2020. Uh, Sean Connery passed away this week. Uh, I hate went, that shit when you wake up yeah. and someone's yeah. already broke the news to you. Yeah. I was just like, God. Just he was whatever. Uh, he was Screw 90, 2020. He was 90 years old. Um, of course, best known for the James Bond films. Uh, 
And then after that, uh, in my book, after James Bond, I think we talked about probably Highlander, don't you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's yeah, I'm the top saying, of Highlander. I'm saying and, I'm in my book, just, you know, yeah. in, in my love of Sean Connery. And I'll put The Rock right up there at the top, too. Um, Man, he's so good at Indiana Jones yeah. and Last Crusade, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, that's true. You got to get. My name's not talking to you. Yep. Yeah, but it's a sad. It was a sad, uh, sad day. Um, yeah. You know, he retired. I was trying to see when it was he retired from acting. Uh, let me scroll down through here and see if it says. I don't think it says. It was in like late 90s, I believe. Doesn't that sound about right? Because yeah. he did uh, Entrapment, and that's the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones, if I'm thinking I right. I would say he did uh, League of Story Gentlemen, at least in the yes, last... 2003. In You're right, that's it. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, it looks like the last... I think that may have been the last thing he did that I can think of. Yeah, his final feature was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in 2003. What a crappy way to end your career, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So That movie could have been so much yeah. better. Uh, but, of course... Uh, best known, as I said, was the, I don't know, dude. Now I'm scro- scrolling back through here, and uh, man, Untouchables. Gosh, he was good in that. Yeah, man. You know, you had uh, Kevin Costner, but he he was not good as a linguist, though. I mean, his is he, he always had that Scottish yeah. accent. He won an Oscar for that, though. He won an Oscar in the Untouchables, and that's with Kevin Costner and Robert De Niro. And you know how? Oh yeah. Oh, so, gosh. um. I don't know, Clay. I think we talked about it off air. His, uh, I think we both agree. Best Bond, without a doubt, for him was Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't think you get much better when it comes to Connery and Bond than Goldfinger. So, uh, just wanted to, uh, man, it's, I'm still sad about it. The more I think about it, you know, and I'm looking back through all these movies and, it, uh, you know, The Hunt for Red October, of course. Uh, the Rock, I forgot he was in the Avengers, the 1988, 1998 one. I'm sorry. He's so good in Highlander, yeah. and he's yeah. so so good in Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Man, it just it makes that movie. So he was it's in, so much fun. He had a a role in Time Bandits. Terry Gilliams from uh, Monty Python fame. Uh, Time Bandits. Do you remember watch? Did you ever watch Time Bandits? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. So we were talking. Um, I think we're going to do a little episode. Just watch a couple of his movies uh, next week. Did it? Um, what do you think? Should we go with a Bond movie, or should we hit one of these? You know, I'd mentioned Zardos, which is one of those that everybody talks about a lot. Uh, I've seen it, but it's been a long time ago. Um, I think Tom Bennett's would be fun. I would like to go back. I haven't well, actually I haven't watched Highlander in a long time either. Um. I could definitely go with another Highlander, Goldfinger, and Indiana Jones' Last Crusade viewing. I think I'll try to watch all three of those. What the rock? I love him. Hey, man, yeah. Him and Nick Cage. We might as well just watch as many as we can for next week's episode. Yeah, but that won't happen. Just like this week, you know. (laughs) I actually stayed true to it and watched a movie every week. A movie or two, at least. Uh, so, So, okay. So let's go. We're going to go Zardos, right? Yeah. Um. What else? Do you want to do Goldfinger? Yeah, I'm going to do Goldfinger. 
Goldfinger, we don't we whether we watch all these, both of us or not, we'll be okay. Uh what else? Indy. Indy, uh, The Rock, Highlander. Uh, Untouchables. <laughs> so we're gonna watch, watch them all. Man. We're gonna watch all the Sean Connery's movies. I forgot that he's in the Murder Murder on the Orient Express as well. Um Highlander, Indy, and The Rock. That is we'll watch them all. So Goldfinger, Zardoz, Highlander, Indy, and The Rock. What do you think? What about Never Say Never Again? Joking. No, I was about to say, please don't. Uh, we won't even go into that mess. Uh, whenever, whenever, if and when the new James Bond go, comes out, and then we start talking some Bond, and we go back and watch some of that stuff, we may talk about that one then. But I doubt it. So that's our lineup, folks. If you want right. to watch any of these, we're going to attempt to watch Goldfinger, Zardoz, Highlander, Indy, Anna Jones, and The Last Crusade, and The Rock. Or you can watch another one and let us know what you thought of it. Or you can just tell us in the comments what was your favorite Sean Connery movie. So, uh, just let's celebrate some Connery next week. Yes. Awesome. Let's celebrate him. Ha <laughs> ha! Right. So, oh, and by the way, uh, Josh brought this up. Uh, Peacock, which is free, but it's, uh, it's kind of picking, it's, it's, they have a lot of stuff on their free options, but they also gate a lot of it behind their paywalls. But I think some of the Saturday Night Live stuff, because they just put all the Saturday Night Live stuff on Peacock, but I think you could probably watch some of those uh, great Daryl Hammond Jeopardy episodes, because, you know, we was talking about that the other night, Clay. Uh, yeah. I think Josh said he'd watch some of them. Now, he has uh, Comcast. And so he gets it for free, but I'm not sure. I haven't checked it out. But uh, Daryl Hammond's uh, Sean Connery is some great, great stuff as well. It is. So, uh, and Norm MacDonald's uh, Burt Reynolds. I mean, that's like two of the best right there. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Clay, moving on from there, um, let's dive right into what we're here to talk about this week. we got three different things we're going to uh, talk about and Let's start out with the one that we've been waiting for, uh, The Mandalorian Season 2. I totally woke up the next or on Friday and not even realized the new Mandalorian was out. See, that's so like, I, was that's like like a, I was like a kid at Christmas. Yeah, it must have been the COVID, but I was like a kid at Christmas. I immediately started watching the new episode. It was phenomenal. So, um, uh, wow. First of all, what a great start to a season, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um Man, this 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 TV show is beautiful by the way. Yeah. Um did you watch any of the gallery stuff that they did where they were uh, you know the behind the scenes and all that stuff? I did not. And how they film it, they have uh they have that enclosed set and it's basically a 360 degree camera in like high def and all that. Wow. And you need to, I would suggest you don't have to watch all the episodes, but I would watch, um, I can't remember which episode it is now, but one of them dives into, maybe the first one dives into how they filmed it and everything. It's pretty freaking awesome how they film it. So, um, I would suggest that. But anyway, back to this episode, uh, surprisingly, you know, after all the, um, hype that the child brought when introduced and throughout last season, 
this was a pretty child lot episode. I got to see his little funny mannerisms, but yeah, that's about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this was a uh, Mando-focused episode, more or less. Yeah. Uh, which I'm fine with. I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, I was kind of surprised there wasn't more. Um, I, I, it was also nice that if you go back and watch that first trailer, um, a lot of that stuff was from this episode, you know, instead of giving yeah. away a ton of uh, later on. So that was kind of neat. Um, I always like trailers that do that. They get you hopped up, but the best thing about the hop is it's like, you know, the first, like in a movie, say the first 30 minutes or something like that. So it was nice. Um, let's get into the episode itself. Uh, Timothy Olafonte is... Uh, Olafont. Good God. Uh, why did I say... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can't talk tonight, dude. I'm sorry. But thank you for uh, correcting me. Olifante. Why did I? <laughs> Olifante. When you're done, we'll go on. Uh, please go ahead. All right. It's Cobb Banth. Um, so what do you think of him? He plays a great sheriff in anything that he ever plays. Has, has he done anything other than a sheriff? I'm sure he has. He was on that uh, one. What was he, it, was, the, uh, uh, he was Hitman in, that one, in the first Hitman. Oh, movie. yeah. He was Hitman. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, if you need to cast a sheriff in anything, it's who to go to. Exactly. So. Yeah, he's great in Deadwood. He's great in Justified. Mm -hmm. uh, he's so good in everything he's in, so. Uh, so we get him. Uh, basically, this is just an episode uh, pretty much centered around, centered around the Boba Fett armor, don't you think? Yeah, he uh, he looked weird in it. Yeah, uh, it yeah. was it was odd looking, uh, but uh, he has the so well. Basically, Mando's been sent on this mission to return the child, and uh, I, everybody's talking that I thought he was trying to return the child to whatever species Yoda is, but everybody's talking that they're talking return him to the Jedi. Yeah. So, which makes sense too, but you know, I always just assumed, you know, okay, we're going to see more Yodas, Yaddles, and Yodas, and blah blah blah. But uh, uh, uh yeah. So we just had some technical issues. I have no idea. I I forgot what I was talking about completely. Clay, can you remind me? Do you have any idea what I was talking about, or was I just rambling? Uh, we were talking about how we kind of th how we thought that the uh, youngling was going to go back to his kind, but it's, instead is it's just yeah. looking for the Jedi. Yep. And so. Uh, Mando has a tip that there were uh, more Mandalorians on Tatooine, right? Right. And so he goes to this little town, I guess you'd call it. Uh, trying to find the name of it right now. Do you remember? I do not remember off the top of my head. I don't either. But he it's has a good starter, though, for the new episode. Yeah. Uh, so he heads there, uh, meets up with Cobb Vanth, and gets really mad at him and threatens to kill him if he doesn't give him the armor because they uh how is it uh, Mandalorians are protective of their armor and don't want anybody that's not a Mandalorian having the armor basically right and so they start to get this big fight and then a Krayot dragon shows up it's a crate I crate. think is what it's is called is it crate man I am terrible K-R-A-Y-T I'm going to have to just start learning how to pronounce stuff before we start the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. A crate dragon show, shows up, 
and uh, it just goes crazy nuts from there, pretty much. So yeah, um, what do you think of the Sand People? I. I've read like a couple short stories from the mm-hmm. old extended universe, and so that's why I was just kind of really geeking out. I was like, "This is really mm-hmm. cool." Just paying attention to pretty much legends material is what it was. So I've noticed that they they cordoned off all the quote unquote expanded universe stuff, you know, after Disney bought it. Yeah, but slowly they're just reintegrating it back into Star Wars lore. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, at the end when they killed the dragon, I thought that was neat that they pulled that pearl out. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that from reading about mm-hmm. the Tusken Raiders and stuff like that as a kid. So I was like, that is a really cool nod. Was so it I that, felt was that in, I felt it was rewarding. Was that in the Tales from Jabba's Palace? Yeah. I think so, because, of course, obviously, that's the one where you find out how Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit in the first place. Who? I don't know. I forgot his name. Who? I forgot his name. I forgot his name. Uh, uh. Uh, so it, it's neat. Uh, that fight was ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. And it was really cool watching uh, Mando and uh, Cobb, fl- you know, take flight that one time and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. All that. Uh, man, it's just a it, – I'm really excited. I'm more excited now after the episode than I was going in, which I was already excited enough, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So uh, – he ends up getting the armor back by the end of it, and then you get the big uh, surprise reveal at the end. Um, do you think this is Boba Fett? Well, yeah. Why, are, why is everybody second-guessing this? Have you this? seen this? Well, I thought it was, too. I mean, that's, you know, obviously it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm, uh, it's the guy who played... Tamara, Tamara Morrison. Morrison, uh, who played... Django, well, he was all the clones. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious, but I've seen a lot of people out there with different theories as to how it's not him. So, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me. And I was really excited by the end of it. Um, for- I, I think it's brilliant. And I think it's so neat how they're also borrowing from the uh, prequel trilogy. Just by bringing you know Tamara Morrison back, yeah. so I thought yeah. this was really cool. So it's uh, it's exciting. Um, I'm ready to see more. Uh, is there an episode this week? I don't know. I did not check. I don't know if there's or not because I know the release schedule is a little, little wonky when it comes to this. Uh, do you realize that this is the first uh, quote unquote new Star Wars content since uh, Rise of Skywalker? Really. That's hard to believe, isn't it? And you didn't need three volumes of a dictionary to, no, it's up to follow? Like, it's up to like four or five now. Oh, wow. I, I, I should have just said the movie that shall not be named. <laughs> so we won't go back to that, though. Uh, but, uh, but to me, for me, this has become Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is more Star Wars for me than the entire sequel trilogy was, in my opinion. It has a great Star Wars feel to it. Without it, just feels like Star Wars. As of right now, without any Jedi, as of right now, I think we will yeah. see some. Uh, obviously, we will. But I mean, you know, uh, there were some good fun callbacks in this one. By the way, um, I really, <laughs> I got a good chuckle when um, R five come out. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, I did not realize that uh, I didn't put two and two together that uh, Vance Landspeeder was uh, part of Anakin's pod racer. Really? Yeah. Yep. I did not uh, put that together either. Yeah. Uh, they did a, a comparison thing and said, yes, it was. So um, that's pretty cool. Of course, uh, the the crate dragon, you know, the only other time you'd seen them in the actual film filmed movies was that shot of 3PO with one in the background in A New Hope. Yeah, the skeleton. Which it looks way, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, it does not look nearly as big as that one that they thought. I, I thought about that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, that must have been a little baby one. And I'm wondering, they so, and it's right here too, uh, is this the same Sarlacc pit from Return of the Jedi? That would make me very sad. So um, that'd be a lot of coincidence happening. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Boba Fett's there too, so it could be. But Well, that's how you know that the Crate Dragon's serious, right? They're like, right. oh, shit. You know, they get up that Sarlacc pit. Like, oh, wow. So yeah. many Sarlacc pits hang out in caves then? I mean. So I don't know. I, I knew that it was a Sarlacc pit, but I didn't think anything about it being the uh, the same one. I think that'd be almost pushing it a little bit too much. Uh, and I, there was uh, one other, and I can't find it on here right now. So I don't know. I can't find the other that I thought about. But anyway, I I, I really dug my fa- probably my favorite one was that R five one. I was like, oh man, there's R five again. That was so fun. So I love these little callbacks. Uh, Favreau directed this one, I believe, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm not sure who's going to do the next one. I'm excited to see. I'm excited for the next one. Uh, just give me more. Um, would you be down for a Mandalorian movie down the road? I think it's perfect where it's at. I don't think we need a movie. Yeah, uh, I don't either. Uh, there's been t- the reason I says there's has been talk of you know like let's do three seasons and then a movie type of deal. Yeah. So uh, personally, I'd rather have a four season than another movie. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, with Disney and the whole. Uh, Disney Plus initiative that's happening and the way movie theaters are going uh, I would just keep cranking this stuff out so we shall see uh, excited though Clay to say the least uh, good stuff it's glad to be back in the Star Wars universe uh, with that though let's move out of the Star Wars and let's go back to 1978 for the first of our final spooky reviews of the Halloween season, even though it is November 2nd when we're recording this. Uh, We had been saving these two movies for the end of the Halloween season. Uh, I think you'll agree with me. Probably the most influential, I know that Night of the Living Dead was influential, but I think Dawn Dawn of the Dead was even more influential and probably the my favorite, uh, no, it is. It's my favorite zombie movie by a mile. Um, I, after watching it over the weekend, it still is. It's kind of crazy to think about the movie. Not Living Dead is such an iconic horror movie, but mm. the fact that Donna did, though, to me, is where it's at. 
Yeah. Uh, Day of the Dead, we don't even talk about it. I feel like it's just kind of whatever. It literally feels like it's fallen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars is a great movie, uh, but Empire Strikes Back is a thousand times better than Return of the Jedi. It's okay. That's how I feel about the George Romero zombie trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not even trilogy anymore. I still think the core three, you can still consider them the trilogy. I mean, then you've got Land of the Dead, what, uh, Diary four, of the Dead. There was four official sequels, which is crazy. Um, But, yeah, but kudos to you, by the way, for finding this, because you couldn't find it anywhere. Oh the Blu-rays are, like, sold out, or they're like, just expensive. It's just out of print. Uh, I mean... Out of print, yeah. And uh, you can't find it anywhere to, like, you know, like, on any... You can't rent it from any of the services, which is weird to me. And, now, and then, when we, first, when we first started talking about this uh, this month, when we were plotting out what movies we wanted to watch and so on and so forth, we all, like I said, we always knew at the end of the road it was going to be Dawn of the Dead, yeah, uh, and the remake. But I also did not realize when we were talking about it that it was going to be impossible to find the movie anywhere uh it's just it blows it's it blows my mind i mean i found a dvd copy on amazon and it was 50 like 54 dollars and it wouldn't have been here until sometime in the middle of november (laughs) right so you know it's one of those deals and then like you said we went back and forth through um well every uh streaming site we could think of pretty much didn't we and no yeah. luck at all uh it's just so odd and i thought i know that uh not of the living dead is in public domain so is it i did yes, not know that that's why you can find it anywhere i mean there's just it, it's uh, yeah um i thought for some reason that this one was too but uh Apparently it's not. It's just impossible to find. Other than YouTube, where I just randomly found that, uh, was it a two K, two K version of it? I believe it or was something. a Blu-ray. It was or a Blu-ray. I said Saturday Bluetooth. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was a Blu-ray copy, and it was in great condition, yep. and I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, but it looked great. This is, YouTube, this is YouTube proper. This isn't like the YouTube TV, you know, the streaming stuff. This is just regular, regular ass YouTube. Yeah, we found it on. So, so just the movie itself, though, it it was nice because I don't think I've watched it in almost ten years. I think, and okay. so it was great to come back to it. it. Didn't the beginning feel very bleak? You know, yeah. they're in the newsroom yeah. and shit is hitting the fan, and um. I don't know. It, it just had a, it has a very good feel to it. I guess it's also that weird ass music, which, by the way, I didn't know. Was it uh, Daro Argento? Argentio yeah. did yeah. the uh, soundtrack. I had never realized that. Yeah, I'm stupid. It's uh, yeah, you know, between the TV station stuff at the beginning, and then you know, you roll right into the uh, police raid of that housing project, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's it it sets up a uh, pretty bleak future. Uh, well, it's it's supposedly set right after Night of the Living Dead, right on the yes. timeline, technically. Yes. So uh, it's uh, man, I don't even know where to start with this movie. It's just uh, 
One of my favorite parts of the movie is when they're having to, uh, when you're introduced to the SWAT guys, when you're introduced to Ken Foray's character and yeah. then the other guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, when they're clearing that out and there's all kinds of zombies just hanging out, you know, there's people just hoping that the, you know, the dead would be cured or whatever. But they have to, you know, Ken Foray's character takes out everyone that was in there, right? You know, just mm-hmm. shoots them. You know, obviously he's he feels affected by it. You know, he's oh, not yeah. happy doing this. But then that other guy from the uh, army pops his head through there. He's like, hey, man, you all right? And uh, it just doesn't seem like he really gives a shit. Yeah. And he just kind of stares off in the distance. He's like, all right. And then just he, he ducks away, and you never see him again. I thought I laughed so hard at that. It was just so random and funny. It's uh, um, that that preacher that comes out, uh, you know, right before that scene, the one-legged, uh, the guy. one-legged one, and you know, yeah. he's talking about how they've left them all down in the basement and all that stuff, and obviously it's because you know they they hold that attachment to them still. Yep. You know, and don't want to come to terms, I guess, with the fact that this isn't your loved one anymore. You know, this is just a an, a, a human eating machine, basically, you know, a zombie. So, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff when you think about it for 1978. I mean, when you're talking about just a zombie movie, even by today's standards, really. It, I feel like it just nails the bleakness yeah. of the zombie apocalypse. Cause I mean, people are, you know, there's still large groups of people are still alive, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're, just through like the doctor they have on there, they're just kind of really kind of setting the stage for you know what's you know what you're being caught up on from everything since Night of Living Dead. So I, I thought they did a great job with that. Yeah. So, so let's let's do a little bit of just uh, overall stuff on this thing. Uh, it was made in 1978, uh, written by uh, George A. Romero, obviously, and uh, Dario Argento. And it was directed and edited by Romero. Um, it's the second film, as we said, in the Not Living Dead series. Um, I never was a big fan at first of not of the original Not of the Living Dead, and I think that's because of the black and white. When I was a kid, would turn me off. You know what I'm saying? I just like yeah. I don't want to watch a black and white zombie flick. Uh, but I think this was the one that made me go back and sit down and give the first one another try. Again, I think this is, like you said, by far the superior one, but still. And, of course, Day of the Dead is its own thing uh, anyway. But um, the cool thing is uh, it's continuation. It it does not have any of the characters from the first movie. it's a much larger scale, the effects of the zombie apocalypse. It says on society, which is a big part of this one in the film, a phenomenon of unidentified origin, which I don't think it's ever said what caused this, is it? Nope. Ever. In any of the movies, I don't believe. Not like uh, Night of or Return of the Living Dead, where it's usually something to do with the military, right? Yes, Return of the Living Dead movies, it's always the military or some kid opening up a... <laughs> the first one, it was the military. They dropped that... Uh, one off and as it's going over a bridge it fell off and cracked open and let that dude out and the second one the kids released them uh those are crazy movies by the way in a completely different way so what i said those are crazy movies in it like a completely different way they are so uh i think 
Uh, what do you think once we get into the – I think one of my favorite parts, and I don't know why it cracks me up so much, is watching them when they first get to the mall and they're trying to, you know, do the bait and switch with the zombies and all that stuff and just all, that whole thing. I don't know what it is. It, it's uh, It cracks me up for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's uh, there's just something about watching them do that. And, of course, there's that – they've run – when they're doing that the whole time, and they're running back and forth, and then just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, that one zombie pops out and almost kills the uh, one dude. And I'm Roger, like, yeah, I'm Roger like, was the short guy. Roger was yeah. the guy who started like getting too kind of carefree. Yeah, and then the fly guy was Stephen. Sorry, I, I finally looked it up. And then yeah. you had Francine, Stephen, fly, fly guy, mm-hmm. yeah, fly boy, fly guy, whatever. And it was just very weird. I, I don't know, like. I get it. Like, Roger, obviously, you, you're seeing a lot of shit go down. And it's heavy, right? Yeah. To kind of realize that the, this is the fall of civilization. Um, but um, him just kind of becoming a loose cannon was weird to me. Fly Guys was just very weird, too. He kind of really just kind of turns on a whim towards the end. Like, mm-hmm. he really made a mistake when that, the looters come through. You know, he's well, I guess it kind of goes back to George Romero and how he, you know, this is all about, you know, commercialism, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, capitalism, not commercialism, capitalism, you know, how comfortable they become in the mall. You know, they literally shut out the outside world and live within the confines of the mall. You know, mm-hmm. they are sitting there looting the stores and wearing all these fancy clothes, making dinner together, and literally just forgetting about everything that's going on. And then, you know, Flyboy, he pretty much bots into that. It's it's almost like he's feeling like this is mine. You know, how dare they steal from us when all he had to do was not do anything at all and he'd still be alive, alive. you know? Yep. But, yeah, you do – I did enjoy that, though. It's, it's, it just bugs me, though, that it was just kind of a sudden turn, but it, I guess it makes sense with his character. Um, he was, and then, he, of course – He's neurotic throughout the whole thing anyway, so – yes. But Peter, I mean, he, he's your all-around badass. It yeah. still doesn't make sense to me that he was going to let himself die at the end. Doesn't that feel weird, by the way? Like, you know, they, zombies are breaking into the mall now because of the biker gang, and they're getting ready to, they're, you know, they've taken over or are now entering the little secret area that they had made, you know, their home. Mm-hmm. And Peter then just wants to die. Like, it just that made no sense to me. And then yeah. all of a sudden he changes his mind and starts playing like that A-team music, you know? <laughs> it was just very, like, weird. But, I mean, you've read about what the previous ending was going to be, right? I saw it down through here, and I had read it in the – It's I used to know, but I can't remember. Well, everyone was going to die, and then Francine was going to be left, and she literally was just going to let herself fall uh, prey to the helicopter blades. Right. And everybody was going to die. But they they decided since I mean it was already kind of a bleak. Hey, there's zombies everywhere. That, that's yeah, it's too, too bleak. bleak. Yeah, yeah, that would be too bleak though. Good God, I, I mm-hmm. like the fact that they're they're flying away, not really knowing what the future's going to hold. Right. Um, but man, it's a good movie. Sorry, yes. I just went on a tangent. I just it's all right. I did think it's, a lot more uh, about it. Um, that you know, obviously. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about special effects here because Tom Savini did the special effects and he's in the movie as in the biker gang. Uh, you get your uh, requisite, uh, you know, let's pull a human apart, you know, 
guts being ripped apart and all that stuff. Oh, uh, man, that was it's so great. Good. It's, uh, the, the practical effects in this are good. Uh, anytime, anytime in the movie where a zombie takes a bite out of somebody, it's just like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a thing of beauty. You know what I'm saying? In the right way, the way it looks and everything, it's like, yep. they just, they just rip, just rip that, that chunk out of them. Uh, it's, uh, the, the special effects. I, you know, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot in here, but it's kind of, uh, subdued, really. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's there, but it's not nearly as bad. You know, like at the beginning when they find the basement and the dudes are gnawing on like the leg and all that stuff and so on and so yeah. forth. You know, it's gross, but it's not like over the top. But then once you get to that end and you get that payoff of where you finally see, you know, what these zombies can actually do to somebody. Uh, and of course, Savini is a master at that stuff anyway. So, uh, that's always a highlight for me. Uh, it's uh man it's it's just a it's a to me it's the perfect zombie movie yeah um i think so i can go back and watch it i mean we were talking about it the other night you know i think the last time i watched it was when we watched it at at my old apartment before land of the dead right wasn't it land of the dead was about to come out and we watched all three of them uh night and dawn and day uh uh, of the three, as I've said already, this is the far superior one. I mean, by a mile, because Day of the Dead is its own thing anyway. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's it's it goes some places. <laughs> that's your that's your old school like zombie stuff yeah. where they're dealing with the military, yeah. yada 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 yada. I don't think it's a bad movie, but like, uh, it's nowhere near the quality of this one. Yeah. Um, Box office wise, Clay, uh, this, uh, it was, it says here it was, uh, performed well thanks to the commercial advertising and word of mouth ad campaigns and posters declared the film the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. Uh, it earned 900,000 on its opening weekend in the United States and after four weeks it had grossed 5.1 million in the United States and Canada. It went on to gross 16 million, inter- 16 million. Internationally, it did well, too, grossing $1.5 million in Japan from six theaters in 42 days and over $1 million in Italy. And by October 1979, it grossed $24 million worldwide. Uh, international gross of $49.9 million and the most domestic gross of $16 million gives a worldwide total of $66 million, making it the most profitable, obviously, of the dead movies. Uh, that last little bit, I think, was like... To date, you know what I'm saying? The 66 wow. million. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if I ever saw anything about the budget. Did you see anything anywhere about exactly how much it cost to make this thing? I know I it did not. I know it wasn't, you know, like over the top or anything like that. Um, it says it's filmed, uh, over approximately four months from 77 to 78 in Pittsburgh and Monroeville. Uh, primary filming, of course, being the Monroeville Mill, Monroeville Mall. Uh, it was made on a budget of 1.5 million. So, wow. Damn. Uh, 93% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which also calls it one of the most compelling and entertaining zombie films ever made, which I would agree with. Yep. Um, really not much else to say about it. I mean, we could dive more into, like you said, uh, some of uh, R- Romero's themes throughout, but um, I just I just I, I, as I said, I mean I am not a zombie fan, 
anymore at all. I think the, the genre, which we said before, is just like over overdone now. Uh, but this is one I can go back and watch all the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think it gets much better. Um, so it spawned, like I said, four sweet sequels, uh, official sequels. That is. Uh, I'm trying to get over here to them because it gets crazy. Just real quick, we'll go through if I can find them. Apparently, they're not all listed. Well, obviously, there was Land of the Dead, which was the um, follow-up to Day of the Dead, right? And it yes. was set in Pittsburgh. Yes. I remember that. And then there was, um, was it Diary of the Dead was next, I think? I think. Uh, Diary of the Dead. I remember we watched Diary of the Dead, and it was interesting uh, just it was the fa- it was during the, all the found footage stuff and everything, so you know, uh, there was that aspect to it. And then I think Survival of the Dead, that would be right. Survival, then I don't yeah, know if I ever watched remember, that. One. Yes, we watched Survival of the Dead. It was so disappointing. Uh, it was not a good movie at all. I, I was so disappointed. Well, you watched it. We watched it together. Diary just, of the Dead is the one where they're making the, the movie, yes, right? Yes. That's they're making the documentary. The, like the found footage documentary thing. Uh, Land of the Dead, I have not watched, I don't think, since it came out. I may have watched it once since then. So, um, I don't know. I mean, and I, I think you, I think, and I'm not trying to knock Romero, but I think he just went back to the well one too many times. Well, Probably about three times too many, actually. Well, Land of the Dead uh, was the first movie in very long time, right? Yeah. I mean, Day of the yeah. Dead came Day out in the 90s. Day of the Dead was 85. Oh, really? Yeah, Day of the, the 90s, Dead. Damn. No, uh, Day of the Dead was 90, or 85, if I remember right. And Land of the Dead was. Were we working at the theater when that came out? Yes. That's what I was thinking. Day of the Dead is 85, and Land of the Dead, so that would have been early 2000s. Um, let me see if I can get a date here. Land of the Dead was '05. Was released in '05. So there was a, there was a big gap between well, twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, Land of the Dead wasn't bad. But from there, it just kind of well, okay. it continued to it continued to play on the whole zombies yeah. now actually can use weapons and yeah. they're, they're getting smarter. So you had that, was it a police officer zombie, whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe it was just going too much too fast. Cause Land of the Dead was Oh five. Diary of the Dead was Oh eight and survival of the Dead was Oh nine. So uh, that's a lot in that little bit of time. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, we were we're talking Dawn of the Dead, which brings us to the second part of this, um, the 2004 sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Again, we were both at the theater then, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, this is made by Zack Snyder. Um, I know I have knocked Zack Snyder in the past. I will not knock him for this movie. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was my uh, first, uh, this was my introduction to Zack Snyder as a director, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this movie was a surprise to me. I was not excited for it. I don't think either one of us was when it came out at the theater. Um, 
I was mad, I remember, because I've never been a fan of the whole running zombies, you know. I'm all yeah. about the methodical, slow zombie. Um, but, man, what a surprise this movie was when it came out. It was a very entertaining movie. This time it was set in Miliwake. Yeah. Uh, and interesting, sorry to interrupt, but did you know James Gunn wrote this? Really? Yes. So, 04, action horror film directed by Zack Snyder and written by James Gunn. Wow. Did not know that. That's uh, pretty cool. And, of course, uh, uh, I, I when this came out, I can remember not wanting to watch it. I almost refused to watch it, if I'm not mistaken. But finally, I was pretty excited for it. I I was not, and I think that's just the dawn of the dead, uh, quote unquote, purist in me, you know. Yeah. And all that. Um, but this was a freaking great movie from start to finish. Still is, I think. I haven't watched. It's been a while since I've watched it, but um, man, what a ride it was. It. Uh... Yeah, I know how everybody felt about the Fast Zombies. This is after uh, 28 Days Later yes. had come out. Yeah. And uh, I thought everything just was good. It was just a fun zombie movie. Yeah. Now, I mean, it borrowed... I wouldn't say it borrowed heavily. It borrowed some. Uh, from the, it borrowed It some. borrowed the, the mall. Yes, the mall. You know, people hanging out and living in the mall during the zombie apocalypse. That's pretty much what it borrowed. Yeah. And a couple of characters. It, it borrowed Ken Foray's character, Peter, and Roger. Well, yeah. excuse me, their characters. I mean, he, Ken Foray plays the preacher in this one. Uh-huh. And then Roger was like the general or some shit. So. Yeah. And then, of course, Tom Savini uh, appears yeah. as well. Uh, what was Savini's role in this? I'm trying to remember. I don't think he was the crazy Bacher dude, was he, in this one, yeah, too? I, I, maybe. Like I said, it's been a while. It's been a day since I've watched this one. Uh, you also had uh, Sarah Polly, Vic, uh, Vic Grames, uh, Jake Weber, and Mackay Pfeiffer was in it. Uh, yeah, Mackay Pfeiffer being an asshole. As always. Uh, Ty Burrell, uh, Michael Kelly, Ken Zeggers, and Lindy Booth as well. Um yeah, I mean, like the the only real similarity is the is the mall, like you said. Uh, but I just like the the action in this one was good. Uh, it had some funny stuff in it. Uh, I can still remember when she was going to have that zombie baby, and you just knew it was going to happen. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, I thought that the uh, you know the bus, the battle wagon, I guess is what I should call it that they made and all that stuff was good. Uh, as always, people make stupid mistakes in these movies and the uh, same here. I will say, um, it, I was hooked on the movie right from the get go when Sarah Polly's character comes home and you know, the little girl is a zombie God. and all that stuff. Is that not freaky crap? I was just like, and that's something else I also want to mention too. It kind of, I don't know why it bothers me, but having kids zombies, yeah. that's just fucked up. You know, even, even in Dawn of the yeah. Dead, when yeah, the original, uh, when, yes, in the original, Rod, he, or, or Peter, Peter yeah, yes, those yeah. two twins come out yeah, and, and he shoots them. And the thing, was it, uh, was it a boy and a girl? It looked like two boys. It may they have both been had two like boys. Short length hair. You know, I'm just sitting there thinking, Man, 
I hope my twins don't attack me like that. That'd be terrible. And the thing is, they will. Yeah. And <laughs> they it's just anyway. very it's disturbing that he yeah. went to that. Yeah, I've never been, uh, especially like after having kids. You know, they always say, hey, this movie's going to affect you way worse, you know, now that you've had kids. And I was like, no, it ain't going to bother me. And, of course, they were right. Whatever the movie was, you know, those moments with like father daughter for instance you know that pulls at your heartstrings yeah. and then you know these moments like this were like man why well, you gotta have the little kid zombies in there and I'm like I got twins that's the last thing I want to see you know uh, yeah, I, and it I ha- bothered me yeah but any, anyway anyway back to your point oh no that's just that was just it I was just yeah there's little kids in all of them and yeah just so i don't know why it bothers me that little girl I, that I'm, girl in the in the remake man though, she man, gets she the freaky. shit knocked at her and yes. then she like yes. jumps up like spider-man on both yep. legs like get yep. out of here yeah beat nah. your ass nah. <laughs> sitting here talking about how we're disturbed by it and we're like i won't beat that yeah. bitch's ass yeah well Fucking third she was older than those twins so she had it coming yeah, she was, she was like in her teens. Those kids were just little kids. They were still like young kids. She was at least a teenager, so it was all right to knock her the crap out. <laughs> Beth said something I shouldn't have on the air. I leave that to you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, but uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, like I said, as much as I knock Snyder for his uh, DC stuff, um, this is the Snyder I miss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, this is what I would like to see him doing, and I don't know if it will. You know, he's doing that uh, Army of the Dead movie for Netflix. Uh, it's in post production right now. If he can, you know, grab some of that magic and and give pull us back into that feeling again, look, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm not saying I've never said that the dude is a bad filmmaker. I've said he's a bad. DC filmmaker because you know you know from from this let's see what was it after this he did this and then was it 300 after this one I think so uh and I you know I love 300 that movie was freaking awesome I still think it's a good movie um and then he did a sucker punch which you know that's a love it or hate it movie uh but then he did Watchmen and then that's when it starts to go off the rails yeah. So, but getting back to this one, uh, this is a fun movie. Uh, lots, of, there was lots of comedy in this one. Yeah, and a lot of funny moments. Yeah, and I like the ending of it. You know, they finally get away. They get on the boat. Blah 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 blah. And then they yeah, get you see to, the little cut. Yeah, yeah. You get to the island, and then they all. And then it's zombie island anyway. So. Um, well, they kind of addressed that in Day of the Dead. They did the Day of the Dead remake yes. as well. Yeah, and it went straight to video. Except it didn't have Ving Rain's character. It had his swim brother. <laughs> it was very weird, but typical, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's, this is a fun movie. I will say, if you've never watched this one, and if you were like me, you had an aversion to watching it just because you are a huge fan of the first, of the original Dawn of the Dead and don't want to watch this, I would suggest giving this a chance because, man, it's such a good movie. It's so fun. I mean, it's it's two yeah. com- it's two completely different feeling movies, like you said. I mean, it, really, the only thing that's the same about them is the name, and the mall, like you said, right? Yeah. So, 
Uh, and Sarah Polly's character is great in this. Uh, I like Ben Graham's character. And what's the dude from um, Modern Family that's in this? I never can remember his name. You know which one oh, I'm talking shit. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah he plays the asshole. It, is it Jake? Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell, yes, Ty Burrell. He's so he's so good at playing the asshole. Oh yeah. In this, and like he plays it to a T. It's uh, it's good stuff. And you get to see a little bit zombie movie or zombie baby be born, and that's and you knew it was coming. I remember sitting there, all of us in the theater. You know what's going to happen, and you're like, man, this is going to be a little zombie baby, or the grotesque older woman that's bloating and yes. obviously been infected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good stuff. Uh, excellent. Like movie. if your only introduction to zombies has been Walking Dead, I mean, you're missing out. You're missing like, out definitely. Dawn of the Dead, original and remake are definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen. No. If you if your only introduction to zombie movies is The Walking Dead, you need to do yourself a favor and go back and watch. Yeah, Not of the Living Yo, Dead. Yo, I better call somebody. Exactly. You go back and watch Not of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, and I'll put Day of the Dead in there too. It's it's campy as I'll get out, but like, I even like Not of the Living Dead remake with uh, Tony Todd. Yes, uh, Tom Savini directed that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Hey, I'll I'll throw in. The Return of the Living Dead one and two movies. They're campy as all get out, but man, they're fun movies. Uh, all right, we're, we're we're going off the rails, but uh, let's close this out, Clay. Anything else that you would like to say about Dawn of the Dead before we get the remake? Nah, man. I think I said everything I needed awesome. to say. I did too. Uh, great movie. Um, let us know what you thought of these movies if you would like in the comments for this week's episode. I'd like to hear what everybody else thought of them. Uh, I know we have some people that have not as big a horror fans as we are, but um, I would suggest giving these a try. Um, they're they're this is I would think Dawn of this more of an action movie, wouldn't you? Yeah, than a horror movie. I mean, it has some it has some horror moments in it, but it's really an action like a action movie. So anyway, uh, Clay. That was a good time. Uh, next week we're going to come back, like I said, with this uh, Sean Connery stuff. I'm having a good time getting back into just watching and reviewing some movies. Um, yeah, I've been very thankful for our horror month this year. Yeah. Actually, just watching movies I never watched before and just getting Coming introduced back, to yeah. a lot of good franchises I, I never really would have thought I'd, I'd ever get into. You I know? think overall, just over the whole month of all the random stuff we've watched that we've never seen before and so on and so forth, you know, Phantasm House and all that stuff. I really want to thank, thank Isaac for bringing up House because I think House was what made me decide. Because, you know, we had been talking about just doing, you know, normal, everybody knows these movie, horror movies, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. not, not jumping off that path. And instead, uh, we checked out House and we decided to go down that. Well, let's watch some of these movies we've never seen before. And uh, it paid off for us this year. I thought we uh, we got to see some really good stuff. And I got to see a dude shove his hand up a guy's butt and out his mouth. I mean, what else can you ask for? <laughs> right? Did you ever? Amen. Did, speaking of which, did you ever watch Bride of the Re, or I mean Reanimator? By the way, it's on Shutter. Yes, I'm gonna go watch it. You need to watch it and then let me know. So that's it, though. Uh, let's move on, Clay. Uh, let's get into a little bit of emails for this week we have an okay hold on let's get into an email we only have one email this week oh okay so this week it is from glenn uh he says mando spoilers holy shit the first episode of the mandalorian season two was great i imagine if you guys have seen it you discussed the final 
and Cobb Vance armor. Ultimately, Mando was tasked to return the child to his kind, described as sorcerers called Jedi. Up until now, it has generally been assumed he, we would learn more about Yoda's race, but what if ultimately he returns to returns the child to a Jedi? Perhaps Ahsoka, whom I saw has been confirmed to appear this season, could bring up some interesting tie-ins with the Dark Saber and other possible characters. Just sharing some speculation. We'll love your thoughts. I uh, hope Jason is better and all are well. I am. I'm good. Clay's getting better, I think. Too. Damn it, Glenn! I'm the one who's got COVID. <laughs> Fuck Jason. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I want to see uh, Ahsoka. What's going to happen there? I still think that uh, Sasha Banks' character is going to be Saban. I don't think she's going to be a Jedi. Uh, but, I, I think I like how they're pulling all the yeah. cartoon and the yeah. whole TV extended well, universe together, man. It's it's very yeah. exciting stuff. After, after I watched this first episode, I went back and I said, okay, it's time. I have got to finish watching The Clone Wars and um, Rebels. So that's I my, need to go back and watch Rebels. Mission. Yeah, that's yeah. my new mission is to finish this stuff up because I'm, I'm – I'm not going to be surprised if we get Ezra Bridges in this at some point too, from Rebels, obviously. Uh, That'd be nuts. Yeah. So I really want to go back and finish all of Clone Wars and uh, Rebels. It's a mission, but I've got to watch these Sean Connery movies, so I don't know. I may just watch Sean Connery movies all week instead. Which that's not a that's not a bad thing, right? Right? No. All right. No. Uh, that's it. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, keep them coming. Appreciate that. Uh, as always, you can send those emails to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, guess what time it is? Moments in Geek History. Yes, it is that time. Uh, unfortunately, apparently, there's not that much happening on November 2nd uh, in the histories. Uh, there was a couple of cool things. Uh, in 1936, at 3 p.m., the BBC begins the world's first regular high-definition TV broadcast service from a specially constructed studio in Alexandria Palace, North London. That was pretty neat to know. Uh, BBC, yeah. we never had Doctor Who without that because, uh, you know, I love Doctor Who. Um, Arrested Development premiered on this day. Such a good TV show. Yes, yep. Uh, let's see what else. Birthdays today. Uh, no, we had a birthday. Bert Lancaster was born on this day. Uh, David Schwimmer from the best sitcom Friends was born Ugh. on this day. <laughs> uh, that's about it. Nothing else of, uh, nothing else I can find of, uh, worth mentioning really at all. So that's it, Clay. That's all our, that's all of our great moments in history. Geek moments, oh, not even not oh even great. Gosh. Some of them oh just—it's kind of a letdown. I apologize, my friends. I will try to come back next week with something better. Uh, so, Clay, with that being said, I hold in my hand the science fiction and fantasy quiz book. Are you ready for the question? I am ready. Uh, do you want an easy, medium, or hard question? I know the answer to this. Go ahead and play it. Just give me that hard. All right. I am not going to go with the short answer questions. So we will go with uh, pick a number between 1 and 10. Uh, 10. 
This is a true or false question. The new wave, quote-unquote new wave, in science fiction began in the 1940s and 50s. True or false, Clay? False. Uh, Bear with me as I try to find the correct... You would think I'd have these answers ready, but I just, as I said, I just opened to the page, so... Uh, what did you say? I said false. You are correct, my friend. It is false. It is generally considered to be in the 1960s. I was figuring probably 60s, maybe 70s. Speaking of which, just real quick before we get out of here, Clay, have I mentioned to you that on HBO Max, you can watch, I'm pretty sure, all of the old Godzilla flicks? Seriously? Yes, I kid you not. I mean... From the original '54 Godzilla up, uh, all of I, I I I think pretty much all of them. Uh, I will go and start watching those yes. as well. Yes. Damn. So, your your goal this week is to watch Sean Connery movies and one Godzilla movie. I'm pretty excited. Starting with the original Godzilla, 1954 Godzilla. Okay. Um, I would uh, recommend King of All Monsters as well. Um, the King Ghidorah one is really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. Any, any of the Mothra ones are really good, too, just to give you some to go by there. Sorry. What about the ones with Robert Schmidt? Robert Schmidt, Robert Schmidt, <laughs> bing, bong, hang, hang, hang. Hey, by the way, did you watch that COVID ep- special COVID episode of uh, South Park? South Park, yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Good yeah. It's just, you know, South Park. It's still amazing. How many years is it now? 20 something years 20 yeah that uh, you know I have kind of fell off I don't think some of these new seasons have been as strong as uh, past but still relevant uh, still good stuff all the time All right, Clay anything else before we get out of here nah man I'm good alright Clay I'm glad, I'm glad you're back to 100% or what 95% I guess cause I'd the, say I'm still at like 90 95 just because right. of the non right. well, smell thing I, I'm expecting you to be up into the 100% by November 10th right work on that yes sir alright good deal Um, I have not talked about it much but we are we are going to do an extra life thing Clay um Okay. The actual extra life day is the seventh, but um, with just life in general and so on and so forth, and the times we're in, uh, I decided to kind of push that date back. I'm going to get with you I, and Josh and a couple others. I have an idea of what I want to do, um, so we will let everybody know exactly what that will be. Uh, it will be fun. You can watch us uh, make idiots of ourselves playing video games and probably board games and it's all for good cause as always um, I always play games for East Tennessee Children's Children's Hospital I'm sorry Children's Miracle Network (laughs) but for the East Tennessee Children's Hospital uh, out of Knoxville Um, I'll get with you Clay though I realize I haven't talked about it much but like I said I, I have an idea that I would like for us to be able to do and I think we will be able to stream it from there and have multiple Xboxes and TVs and stuff going at one time. So it could, it could, if it works out, it could be a good time. If not, we'll all just play games at home like we always do. So we'll see. Anyway, that's coming up. I knew it was, I knew I know extra life. The extra life proper is this Saturday. So if you want to watch some people playing games for charity, uh, hop over to the extra life, uh, Twitch page and, 
Twitter, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Uh, you can see some really good games being played by some good people and all for a good cause. And hopefully ours will be up before too long as well. Uh, with that, though, uh, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there. Please make sure and rate and review us on all these streaming platforms, not only Apple Podcasts, as I always say. Uh, if you haven't joined the Facebook Facebook group yet, you can search for us on, at Ramblings From Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram. It's RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, as always, where can everybody find you at on the social medias? Uh, Twitter at SweetJJ, the number one and the letter S. As always, you can find me on Twitter as well at Jason76Z. And Clay, with that, I'm going to play our spooky music one last time. 